0: Attractive of the statue. No. And that's too bad. Get the sentiment, but everybody is going, Mm. uh, people might miss the message because you're going to have a bunch of 14-year-old Beavis and Buttheads standing around going, (laughs) Uh, but I liken the reaction to that statue, kind of the reaction to the governor's state of the state. Like, everybody seems to be like, yeah, hmm. So we want to bring in State Senator Travis Fitzwater, uh, represents Calloway, parts of Lincoln, Montgomery, Pike Counties. Travis, welcome into Wake Up Mid-Missouri. We appreciate you joining us on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio, 950 KWOS. Um, which, in your mind, is bigger? The state employee raise? which, by the way, the governor said, I want it by March the 1st, okay, so that uh, it'll show up in their paychecks on the 31st. Which is bigger, that or I-70 expansion in your mind?
1: Hey, friends, glad to be here with you. Thanks for uh, including me. I think they're both big. You know, they're very different issues. You know, it impacts the the tens of thousands of state employees. Um, obviously, the pay increase is a huge deal. It's something I've always pushed for because we've been so low on that scale. Uh, state employees deserve it. And in, in reality, state em- the, the, the state workforce, um, the state departments are struggling just as much as local businesses on... Getting the professionals we need to run our state government. So, you know, I, I hope this is a way to to attract more folks. The timeline is a little bit interesting. You know, creating a supplemental budget is not atypical in that timeline. Uh, from my experience in the legislature, it will just be you know, do the the budget leaders in the House and Senate agree to, to that number? That will be interesting. But you know, the Department of Mental Health up in Fulton with Fulton State Hospital, they need they need workers across uh, state government we need we need workers so that's, i think it's a crucial step towards figuring out how we how we close that gap and then i don't have to explain to anybody how important i70 is yeah i
2: i think we could hear the cheers from up here in midmo um about i70 uh i guess you know, what I'm looking for is what wasn't in the governor's state. of th- I mean, someone, I think, likened it to uh, the Oprah show. You get money and you get money and you get money. And we That's spoke hilarious. with Representative uh, Veet last night and he said, you know, there are some Republican lawmakers who are looking for an additional tax cut. That was not mentioned. Um, but, you know, having talked to your colleagues, was there was anyone disappointed? Was there something out there that someone said, you know what, I wish he would have included X?
1: Yeah, it was, it was interesting because it was very much a budgetary speech, which is how these things typically go because he's releasing his budget and kind of his, his priorities are shown through the budget. Um, you know, afterwards I just kind of joked, it's like, do we even have that much money? We do. We have a lot of money. Um, and I think there's, I think the governor, to his credit, even though he's asked for a lot in this budget and we have billions of dollars sitting in reserves, he did set aside money, especially in the education fund for, what we see is an upcoming recession that could really, that's going to really impact our state coffers. And so, even though I think it was a, a speech that was endlessly asking for money, and it's a lot of money, I think there's also a, a pretty big buffer built in to ensure that we're prepared for any recession that's forthcoming. And I think with the with the amount of money we have available at this point in our budget, I think focusing it on infrastructure projects in particular, or not new programming across the board. Um, even though there was a lot of new programming in his ask. But focusing a large chunk of it on infrastructure is a really smart and intelligent way to use these funds because they're not ongoing programs. I-70's got to get done. I mean, that just has to happen. We've got to expand it from Columbia out to the cities in St. Louis and Kansas City. Uh, Wentzville, which is part of my district, is the fastest-growing area of the state. that you know they they need to we need to to make um I76 lane and this is a good start for that.
0: Yeah, and it's not just because we live here it is in a very it's a, an important national corridor. It stretches almost from east to almost all the way to the west. It's pretty impressive our guest this morning, state senator Travis uh, Fitzwater, reaction to the yesterday's state of the state speech on Wake up Mid-Missouri
3: senator to step outside the speech for a minute what's your take on Amron's announcement of their show me solar uh, solar uh, project that they're wanting to put in in the kingdom city area i know you you've heard some pushback from uh, from residents up there over this solar plan before haven't you
1: yeah have i ever i think it, i've worked on that issue probably more than anything in my political career just because it's really fired up folks in callaway county and um, as far as Ameren, they, they, I'm not, I'm not particularly, um, privy to that one as much as I am the one in New Bloomfield and the one in North Callaway, And, um, there's another one that, that potentially is, is considering Hatton. So a lot of projects and that, that, not to mention the, um, the project that Amarin's already, uh, you know, planning out of their reform place at the nuclear plant. So you've got, You've got a lot of Callaway for some reason being targeted. I think there's a lot of infrastructure um, that gets large, large units that are, that are available to get your your solar power onto the grid, and so that's why Callaway County is being targeted. But it's a, it's a lot of acreage being used in Callaway County, or being or or being planned to use Callaway County on solar projects. So we just got to make sure that our our folks are being protected in the midst of allowing um, allowing these large arrays coming into Callaway County.
3: Senator, we appreciate you joining us live. The governor, obviously, a lot of positive things he focused on, and his message overall was positive. But there was at least one time in that speech where he talked about stuff that normally you don't hear a governor talk about at a dais like that. And he says that Missouri right now ranks 44th in the United States for our high maternal mortality rate. He called that embarrassing and absolutely unacceptable. And he said, if we can't get this right, we might as well pack our bags, let someone else occupy our seats. And he pounded the lectern for emphasis at least once there. And he was really fired up when he said that. He's unveiled a $4 million plan to allow the health department to implement a new maternal mortality plan. Now, Paula Nicholson, our health director, is a constituent of yours. She lives in Fulton. The governor did not elaborate on what that plan is. So two-part question. A, do you know what the plan is? And B, is $4 million enough to address this issue?
1: Yeah, there's a couple big questions in there, but I I think if you can't get fired up about protecting moms and kids, I don't, you shouldn't be down here, to be quite honest. We've got a lot of work to do in that space and the foster care system and adoptive, with adoptive children, we have one of the largest foster care systems in the country and that needs to change. Um, there's no reason in 2023 that we can't figure out how to protect our, our mothers after they they birth their children. Um, there, There's, you know, we're to be 44th in the nation is pretty frustrating and we've got to figure that out. And I think it's a good start to start prioritizing um, budgetary items to figure out how we get there. And I think, you know, I think you pointed out in this speech, if I recall correctly, that if you interact with some of these low-income mothers at least one time and give them some resources, it helps. Um, the, the mortality rate is not near as bad. I think, like to the tune of seventy-five percent of those interactions can can correct some of the problems we're seeing. And so, you know, that's that's not a steep hill to climb. If it just takes one interaction with low-income mother uh you know that it's not going to be terribly expensive but we've got to do it we've got to prioritize things like that we've got to protect kids we've got to protect moms and um that's the the other leg of the stool being a pro-life legislator
2: we've got about a minute but i I think this is a topic that you've spoken about before yesterday we talked about that new ftc rule with non-competes um you know what are your will there be any action in the state house on non-competes
1: this year Probably not because every time I've tried to bring it up, I've just had I've just hit such headwinds. It's just been next to impossible to get at any movement here in the legislature. All these lawyers over here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we need any more lawyers in the Capitol, but I'm just kidding. It's great to have them. But you know, it's it's just a it's a hairy issue on the legislative level. I hope the federal government does it. I think they're terrible for our economy. It non-competes, and I think they ought to be banned. Um, but it's been it's been a hard slog here in the legislature to get any movement on that. All right,
0: Travis. Now we've got thirty seconds. When you see Senate uh, Minority Leader John Rizzo today, uh, I have a favor to ask of you. But first, I want to play a little bit of his. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want to play a little bit of his response to the State of the State yesterday. It's
3: going to take some hard work over these next few months, especially. Uh- with this republican legislature which in my opinion has become one of the most conservative legislatures in the country.
0: Uh, tell him he said has uh, become one of the most conservative legislatures in the country. Tell him, hey Brandon and Stephanie at Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 939 the Eagle on 1045 News Radio 950 KWS. Tell Mr. Rizzo that we said thanks for the compliment. <laughs> we appreciate it. Anything <laughs> that we can pass it along. <laughs> Anything we can do for you, let us know. Thanks. All right, we'll see you. Coming up, we're going to be doing What's Hot with Hannah. What do you have for us, Hannah?
2: A Indiana police department is doing something pretty cool.
0: I like these feel-good stories. Call me a sucker. Call me a softie.
2: I call you worse.